Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. If your go-to card is a debit card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cash back isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about figuring out who's a baby and who gets called daddy. In a sexy way. A very sexy way. A sexy baby way. Very sexy baby. To quote Taylor Swift. It's giving sexy baby. (laughs) It's giving sexy. It's giving commitment to sexy baby. Here this week to join us to discuss Bachelor in Paradise is Emily Abadi, a journalist, wellness coach, and host of the podcast Hurdle. Emily, we're so excited to have you. Thank you for diving into this episode with us. Thanks for having me. This is a nice little pivot from my normal. I'm very down with it. (laughs) I know. I can't wait. You're like, I'm ready to talk about who's getting roasted the hardest. (laughs) (laughs) But in a wellness way, you know? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, there's some wellness in this week's episode, so we're all good. Yeah, and, and I yeah. think it's probably, you're just like watching, being like, this is really good for everyone's mental health overall. <laughs> uh, okay, so before we get into the recap, just a bit of housekeeping. Today is Lee's last podcast with us. Hello, On is. Friday, Claire will be back from her maternity leave. And I just wanted to say, Lee, like, thank you so much for your months of expert co-hosting. You've been such an absolute gem, a doll to work with. I adore you. Uh, It's been so fun getting to hang out with you and and we're all going to miss you. This is like the opposite of a roast. I love it. I'm like, I'm crying, (laughs) but for all the right reasons. No, I've had the best time. I can't believe how fast these last few months have gone. Um, And I so appreciate the opportunity and I Love you and Claire and our listeners and everyone has been so supportive. I want to thank everyone. And I personally can't wait to hear you and Claire back together and hear Claire's take on all these amazing seasons and The Golden Bachelor, of course. So I'm happy to 
return the torch to her. So thank you. Thank you for having me. And of course, we will have to have you back on the pod as a guest so that you, me, and Claire can all podcast together. Yes, we have we not gotten to do that, to do that very while. often. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Also, in case anyone missed it, we launched some super cute Love to See It merch at the end of last week, just in time for the holiday season. We've got crewnecks. We've got joggers. We've got mugs. We've got tumblers. We've also got some cute kids stuff. Lee and Claire's children will be wearing this as their uniform. I can't wait. I'm going to share some pics (laughs) with everybody. (laughs) You can find that collection over at lovetoseeitpod.com slash merch. Okay, let's get to it. We pick back up this week where we left off last week. Who will Michael ask on his date? Olivia, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who else would he have asked? Everybody's pretty much taken, but everyone is thrilled for Olivia. She deserves it. I think we have a clip of her reaction to getting asked on the date. I just want to take this time to say these are my last few days being single, my ring size, uh, TBD, but just know I'm about to be taken. What was his name again? I gotta go. No, go back. What was his name? What was his name? I don't know. You don't have like a clue? What is his name? Not even like a guess. I don't know what his name is. How how do you guys are so loud? I literally couldn't hear him and I was all the way on the other side. Not just to get the ring ready, you don't know his name. What is his name? I Off love to a that great start. so much. <laughs> also, I just love whenever they show us a clip where you can hear the producer and it's just delightful. Just like the producer ribbing Olivia, like, girl, you're talking about an engagement. You have no idea what this man's <laughs> name is. <laughs> you could see, like, you can sense their friendships too with the producers. I like, I like the candidness for sure. So Olivia and Michael head off on their date because Olivia's ready for a delicious date with a delicious man, a man who has swag, certainly more than John Henry. And they their date basically takes place like in the middle of a drum circle. <laughs> it's the whole date. They hop right into it. And Michael says he can't dance, but I disagree. <laughs> I totally disagree. Yeah. Right? The guy has, man moves. has moves. I love that. We all said that. We, Jinx. This guy has moves, James. <laughs> Olivia wonders, though, if Kat and John Henry's situation was a blessing in disguise so she could meet this man with the moves, Michael. And you know what? I'm saying the paradise gods are on your side, honey. <laughs> I agree. We're, we, we're fans of Olivia over here, and we just want to see her happy. Michael and Olivia sit on, like, a giant, giant cushion in front of the fire, Everyone else, I guess, from the drum circle has departed, we have to assume. And they are sipping drinks from mugs. And Olivia tells Michael, you know, she keeps getting knocked down in paradise, but she gets back up. Just like Chumbawamba always told us. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let your crown slip. I loved that. The the quote was, I, I remember this distinctly, don't let your chin tip because your crown will slip. Yes. yes. Ah, the wise words of Olivia. We're going to take Olivia that with us. Olivia has so many good one-liners. Like, I need her to open an Etsy shop full of inspirational quotes. Like, she could make bank on some merch, and I hope she's, I hope she's capitalizing on that. <laughs> but things go well on this date. They make out a bunch. She's really into Michael's dimples. She feels weak in the knees. 
They cuddle, they laugh, they kiss. It's just, it's very sweet. Very but sweet. it's very clear that they are not the main event. I was going to say, very <laughs> sweet, very quick. Like, yes. this date was all of two minutes, I feel like, you know, but at least they gave Michael and Olivia a little bit of screen time this episode. We cut right back to the beach where Kat and John Henry are talking about how they're going to have a beautiful future together. Because John Henry just has all the qualities that Kat needs in the future father of her children. Reminder that they've been dating for like two and a two half days. days. <laughs> <laughs> it really but went from zero to a hundred with them. And I'm not sure how Emily feels about this swap that he made from Olivia to Kat, but or just your overall feelings on Kat. <laughs> I, you know, I have been keeping up with the uh, like, you know, reality TV is a lot, and I don't want to mean girl on Kat. I don't think she's being. I think she's being done a little bit dirty by the producers, but I don't love how it went down. I don't love her approach. It is a little Regina George, and I'm just not a Mean Girls fan at the moment. Yeah, no. We don't appreciate the mean vibes, but John Henry sees a different side in Kat. He doesn't see the Regina George side we all see, so he's ready to like go to the end with her. Yeah, he he is all in. And they they seem like very locked in on each other. Neither of them are going to go after anyone else. The next morning, we see Mercedes and Tyler like weight lifting a giant palm stem. <laughs> like, and Kat is discovering some new things about her beloved. Like the fact that he enjoys heavy metal music and mosh pits. Yes. And she does not. She does not enjoy those things. <laughs> In fact, her verdict is no, no, no. People <laughs> die. And I frankly have to agree with Kat. Being trapped in a mosh pit is one of my worst nightmares as a short person who at any concert is simply staring at like a man's sweaty back always. <laughs> so It's dangerous out there in those mosh pits. Not that it, I've ever been in one, but... Doesn't as a claustrophobic short person, it doesn't seem like doesn't it would ideal. be mentally healthy for me. But it, you know, John Henry likes what he likes, and Kat and John Henry are just going to have to bridge those gaps if they want to have children together, as they seem to have planned. But Kat reminds us, paradise is coming to a close soon, so everyone has to start having those hard conversations. And I just want to remind everyone that Paradise filmed for maybe 21 days. <laughs> Although it seems like 21 months. Yeah. These people have Emotionally. only been there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For about eight days at this point. Eight, nine days. <laughs> that is wild to me every time I remember that. How quickly they do it, right? Because they really, they know how, if you imagine how much drama though is happening in a day and how much it's things switch day. up, it's a long day. But yeah, I the always... fact that they can really stretch it out is a feat in itself. I always think about it like it is adult summer camp and like the relationships that I would have at summer camp, at like sleepaway camp as a kid. And you're like, we've been going out a week and it's so serious because you're spending 100% of your time with that person. So mm -hmm. I will I will give them that like paradise summer camp haze. <laughs> I've been in the summer us, camp haze. I know. Oh, it well. you have? Camp kids are a specific breed, Emily. Like, we we understand. We are we a specific breed. Things. We know about going behind canteen. We know about 
going to the soccer fields to hang out. We know all the secret places to hide away from the counselors. It's just like paradise, except the counselors are producers who are on a film crew. Equal amount of bug bites. (laughs) So true. So true. (laughs) Fewer crabs at my camp. So there was that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Not a lot of crabs. crabs. Not a lot of crabs. uh, Either kind, (laughs) in my experience. (laughs) So Kat gives us a rundown of the solid couples. She says herself and John Henry, Avon and Kylie, Aaron and Eliza, Sam and Peter, Mercedes and Tyler. Then we have the newer couples like Michael and Olivia and Tanner and Rachel, maybe. I know. Because we immediately see Rachel chatting with Blake, expressing her confusion about where she stands with Tanner. She's basically like, I thought that was a friendship rose. I don't really know where we stand. Did did he just want to stay another week and like give me a chance to do the same? She's unsure. I was unsure too. I feel like Tanner is just not the best communicator, maybe. Like he doesn't really know how to express his feelings to or the women. He communicates late. Yeah. He sort of assumes they're gonna intuit his feelings. And when he actually sits down for a conversation, he expresses himself well. But otherwise he's kind of passive. Yes. So he just like kind of waits for them to be like, "Look, I gave you the rose. We're together now." And that's not the sense Rachel was getting. So yeah, Tanner, you got to up your game a little bit there, buddy. <laughs> so cue the arrival, of course, because someone now has to be competing head to head with Tanner of race car driver Jordan V, who was actually from Rachel's season and they dated. He got the first date. Um, And his Chiron reads, the guy Rachel dumped on a first date. (laughs) And then Taylor, who I have no idea who Taylor is, but apparently he's from charity season and he was a night one guy. I'm very confused by Taylor. Yeah, have no idea. I also immediately understood why he was a night one guy because his vibes are so uncomfortable. (laughs) Very (laughs) Immediately. And look, I love love a good awkward person. I can be awkward myself, but it's it's palpable with him. Yes. It is palpable. Jordan is just kind of the one talking to Jesse about like all his plans in paradise. And Taylor's just standing there like, yeah, nodding. <laughs> but hey, he's there too. <laughs> he's there. He's, he's, he exists. But, but Jordan is really the main event because the minute they arrive on the beach, Rachel perks up, runs over, and gives Jordan a warm hug. She is like, I think Jordan really deserves another opportunity to find love. Taylor pulls Kat and Mercedes. Honestly, nothing happens in these conversations except him doing a very weird little, like, dance just with his upper body. Yeah. Not as good as Michael. Yeah, This this is the difference between Michael and, like, a random white guy who's like, I can't really dance. (laughs) The gap is wide. There's a lot of that this episode. Lots of twerking and dancing. Jordan then pulls Rachel, and Avon, ever the narrator, gives everyone the rundown on the Jordan situation and what happened on their season. And Eliza says that Rachel actually regrets sending him home so soon, so she wonders if something might still be there. This is where we learn that Tanner is actually interested in exploring his connection with Rachel, but he's not sure where he stands with her, and he says he hasn't had a chance to show her that he's really serious about exploring something. Like, buddy, do more. Yeah, you did have a few chances, but you just didn't take them. Just taking a relaxed approach. 
yeah. very relaxed, extra relaxed. That's just his He's vibes. taken some beta blockers, kind of relaxed. <laughs> uh, Jordan and Rachel sit on the beach for a chat. Rachel says she made a mistake sending him home so soon. Rachel admits to the camera that Jordan is a what-if guy. What could have happened if they had just one more date? Huh. I wonder if she'll get that chance. Hmm. I Perfect, think Tia. So. At that moment, Jordan V gets a date card and Taylor does not. I was like, they just brought this man down to the beach to torture him. That was cruel. Him that feel was a like little shit. cruel. Yeah. That, I mean, just give the guy a date card. Come on. Why did you bring him here? <laughs> For the dance. Yeah, that's it. They knew he had some moves to show off. And then they're like, and then you'll get sent home, buddy. One night. That's all you need. It's all often gets starts to get very rough for people who come down towards the end because they they fare about as well as Taylor. (laughs) So Jordan asks Rachel on the date and she immediately says yes. Tanner looks visibly bummed. He says he thought things with Rachel could develop, but now he's not sure if his person is on the beach at all. We also see a great conversation between Tanner, Olivia, and Blake. They're out, like, baking in the sun on loungers. And Olivia is just like, so, guys, who are you marrying? <laughs> I love their friendship. They, they're they hanging out so much lately. But she's like, are you and Jess going to get married to Blake? And Blake's just like, married? Like, married? Ma- married? No, no, no. His, his tone really <laughs> indicates that the answer to that question is, Hard, Hard no. no. <laughs> He's like, married. <laughs> Tanner's yeah. like, I don't know, Olivia, who am I marrying? Your guess is as good as mine. And he says paradise just hasn't been what he thought it would be. He's had a few connections, but they haven't really panned out. And now Rachel is on a date with Jordan. This just brings me back to Tanner talking about his whole one-on-one makeout situation and saying it was the most passionate kiss he's ever had. And then he goes with Rachel and now he's like, I don't know why any of this stuff just isn't working out for me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, bud. What do you think? You just got to be more decisive, Tanner. You know, you just got to get in there. If you want Rachel, go after her. You know, we thought you wanted Davia. That just fizzled quickly, probably because now I'm getting the sense that he just maybe never spoke to Davia again after their date. He just I think that's what happened. She she seemed to have no idea that he wasn't picking her. So like, yeah, something Tanner is is thinking thoughts in his head and they're not really connecting with the people (laughs) He's thinking Thinking about about. (laughs) (laughs) we're sensing the problem (laughs) on that note. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we will get into Rachel and Jordan V's date. Can you keep up? I like love it. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. That's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. There's dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops, and premium jeans. I mean, you name it, and Newly has it. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility are also included. Plus the option to buy what you love. I love Newly so much. I actually have bought several items that I found through Newly, and they are staples in my wardrobe. Most recently, I've been looking for the perfect pair of 
jeans, which is a constant quest because my body is always changing and also jean styles are always changing. I was trying out this month the A. Goldie Pinchwaist jeans, which are sort of legendary for how flattering they are. And it was exciting to get to try them out without sending 200 of my dollars away. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code LTSI20. Just go to NUULY.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code LTSI20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, Newly with two U's, with code LTSI20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Emma, what's the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would it be sleep? Would it be get a delicious pastry from the bake shop around the corner? Would it be, I don't know, get some actual writing done? Yeah. Read a book. I mean, my list is extremely long these days. There are not a lot of hours to spare. And, you know, a lot of us do spend our lives wishing we had more time. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and actually make it a priority. Yeah, this is something that I am often working on with my therapist. It helps you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. So it's been a few years now, but I still look back on my time planning my wedding so fondly. I mean, I was so excited to get married to my partner and to plan a big party that really reflected who we are and our friend groups and our families. And it was also very complicated and there were lots of moving parts. It wasn't always easy. Well, Claire, maybe you should have used Zola because you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place with Zola. Yes, I've thought this many times in the years since. I mean, with Zola, you have free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website. There's a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. I mean, everything on Zola is just designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are super fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts that you actually want, Zola takes you from save the date right to think so much without breaking a sweat. When I was planning my wedding, honestly, it was just so hard to keep track of every component of the planning process. It would have been so much easier in retrospect and let me enjoy the really fun parts of planning a wedding more if I just had everything centralized. And that is exactly what Zola makes so easy. I mean, that is like the number one advice I would give anyone planning a wedding today. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. And we're back. And Rachel and Jordan are ready to explore mind, body, and soul per their date card, which of course means that they will be doing group tantric yoga on the beach. Naturally. This was something. I mean, I loved all the couples who joined them in this and especially 
you know, the thong bikinis. That must be a sight at tantric yoga. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're getting real, real in there. Also, I want to point out that Rachel in this scene is wearing the black sports bra that we saw her in during interviews in earlier episodes when they're trying to make us think she's talking about Brayden. We suspected that this was clipped from another episode, like in the future. And here we go. You're Aha. right. I spotted Aha. that red dress too. Wink, mm-hmm. wink. So <laughs> they were really just franken biting the heck out of Rachel this season. <laughs> Jordan takes off his shirt. Rachel's into it. I guess she didn't see Jordan shirtless when they were up, you know, on their first date up in the airplane in zero gravity. But hey, he's shirtless now. Uh, Jordan hopes he doesn't get sent home after this one. And I don't think so. They're straddling each other. They're staring deep into each other's eyes. They're making out. And those old feelings are just coming back. Rachel tells Jordan that she honestly didn't think he would take her on the date, but she was hoping that he would. And Jordan says, which I think is correct, that paradise is just a better speed for him and for Rachel. And he tells her that when he left The Bachelorette, he thought he'd just never see Rachel again. But he feels like she's completely different now because she's so much happier. And I thought that this was a very astute observation, which lines up to the things that Rachel has said herself about this experience versus her time on Bachelorette. Yeah, absolutely. Because she... She's been talking a lot about how this journey is something she wanted to change the way she approached it. She wanted to be more like herself. And I think she mentioned like she's more herself in paradise than she was her whole entire season. Yeah, she said that in a bunch of interviews she's given after. And she's also talked about the fact that like she got a, a breast reduction surgery before going into paradise, which is something she'd been wanting to do for a long time. And she just feels like, better in her own skin, less encumbered. And and I think also on her season with Gabby, there was so much comparison happening and she was so set up to feel, to like have all of her insecurities preyed on. Uh, and I think that she's just looser in paradise. I think everything's happy and better when you feel better in your own skin. Like you're better capable of showing up around other people, especially romantically. Like if you want to put yourself out there for someone, but you're constantly second guessing yourself, then that's just not going to do you any favors. So true. Which is kind of what we're seeing too with Jess. If you compare Jess to Rachel, she's like stuck in this, like the insecurity of being a 24 year old. And Rachel's not much older, but I feel like Rachel's had growth within the franchise too, to notice that stuff. I also think the difference between 24 and like 27, 28, like those, those can be really formative years. Oh yeah. Yeah. So after this conversation, Rachel changes into a really cute little bikini and she and Jordan make out in the waves and yes, get fully knocked over by one (laughs) as you do when you make out in front of the camera in the middle of the ocean for too long. She's also just ready to kick things into gear. And you know, the thing about gears is those are in race cars too. So she knows what she's talking about. You get it? You get it? Because Jordan's a race car driver. (laughs) Back on the beach, Kat reminds us again that hard conversations have to start happening between these couples. And we see, we start to see a few of them. Kylie and Avon have a really deep discussion about baby names. Kylie's favorite girl name is Navy. And Avon's, I guys, I, 
I actually like couldn't handle this. Avon's like, well, my favorite girl's name is Heaven because my name's in that. Oh my God. I, I hmm. think I like blacked out when he said that. I was like that. I, you just need you, you. to be in your daughter's name like what i think kylie blacked out a little bit too she's like uh uh, i'm gonna pretend i didn't just hear that that's where she was going (laughs) yeah that's how i would act i'd be like this man is very beautiful i'm gonna pretend that he never said that she was nervous about navy and then she heard heaven and thought oh okay (laughs) i was like just you could have just said you liked the name heaven now that i know the re i can't i guys i'm sorry i I was really stuck on that i was like this no i don't like that (laughs) But Kylie can see herself spending the rest of her life with this man. So she will let the comments about baby names pass. She feels confident enough for an engagement. And I want to point out again that multiple times in this episode, they made a point to show her saying, I'm ready for an engagement. I want an engagement. I'm going to be engaged to Avon. And this just makes me think that at the end of this, Avon is going to freak out about the prospect of engagement. Yes. They are drilling that home. Something's going to happen with these two. Even everybody on the beach is like, Avon and Kylie, solid. They're going to make it to the end. All this pressure is going to amount to something. Not good, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. Over at the bar, we have our resident sad boys in their 30s, Tanner and Blake, ordering shots and glasses of red wine. I love these two. I love really how, love yeah. these I love how all the guys are like reaching for red and Pinot Noir at night when it's it's been a hard day. They're like in their Drake feelings. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We have a clip of a bit of this conversation. A lot of your friends from high school already married? Yeah. All kids and it's crazy. I know. Like all my friends are married. All like the wives are like, when are you going to find a girl? I'm like, no, get off my back. I know, I know. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah. Rachel and I just started exploring something. So today was a little bit stressful. And at this point, I just want to know where we stand because I like her a lot. Yo! We don't have too much time left, but I'm hopeful that there could be something outside of paradise for us. So we'll see what happens here. First of all, I'm so obsessed with seeing two men discuss the pressure to get married and have kids. This is a trope that we are so used to seeing among young women. And I just found it refreshing to be reminded that like, there are also men who start to feel anxiety about finding a partner as they get older. It was just like a nice kind of evening of the playing field of the show. I loved it. And I loved how there were like, expletives thrown in there. Like, I want to get emotional, but I'm still going to keep it bro for you. (laughs) Yeah. Bros being bros, even in their emotional conversations. Like, I'll let you know I really want a wife, but also like, you know, whatever. I'll find one. Just just chill out. Also, just want to note that voiceover of Tanner is about Rachel. One of the most Frankenbitten clips I have noted on this. Like, every couplet was clearly from a different piece of audio. Yeah, sometimes one (laughs) word. (laughs) Yeah, they cobbled that one together. So Rachel and Jordan arrive back on the beach from their date. Rachel changes into some jean shorts and she pulls Tanner for a chat. And this chat goes badly. Like, it is so awkward. 
we have a clip of part of it, and then I want to get your guys' take on what happened. I don't know. Do you know what I Am mean? Am I giving you, like, uncomfortable vibes? No, not at all, Because, like, I promise you I'm Not at all. I just don't want to make... I know you've been through so much. But I don't okay. want to, like, add to this. Do you know what I mean? I don't want you to feel like that. Do you know what I'm saying? I do, but I just want you to get to the place where it's, like... You're in a tough position. Mm -hmm. And you've been in harder positions. And I feel like you put a lot of pressure on yourself. And I don't know what I can tell you to kind of shake it off a little bit and just really let yourself feel everything and, and let somebody in. But I feel like you have your guards up. This conversation ends with Tanner telling the camera that he feels like their conversation was, quote, a little weird and he has no idea what Rachel wants. What did you think was happening here? I don't know. I, I felt like Rachel was sort of trying to defend herself like in the in the initial start of the conversation she was trying to just be like i know you've been through a lot tanner and i know you like i don't want to you know make this harder for you where he's trying to be like no you're the one maybe that's not seeing me and that i am into you because you have these walls up it was a confusing conversation though i was like where do they stand and where does rachel stand i do i'm confused about like what she wants. Exactly. Like when I she don't came think into she the conversation, knows. I thought she was approaching it in a way where she knew she didn't want Tanner. And she also felt as though she owed him a conversation. And so she went into the conversation telling Tanner that she's looking out for his best interest. But really, she doesn't know what she wants. Yeah. Yes. No, that's becomes abundantly clear. Because, yeah, she's like, I had a great date with Jordan, but maybe I want to hang out with you, but you've been through a lot. And it just leaves everyone more confused. After this disaster of a conversation, <laughs> Rachel and Tyler chat with Wells over at the bar. And I just want to say that Tyler and Rachel seem to have such a sweet and lovely friendship. They're, like, giving advice and leaning their heads on each other's shoulders it's just really, it's really sweet. But Rachel expresses to Tyler that she just doesn't know what's going on with Tanner because she doesn't know if he's actually into her or if he just wanted to stay on the beach. And Tyler's like, no, he he chose you. He really chose you. And then we see her tell the camera, Tanner is not supposed to be in the mix of things. I don't even know where that came from. The other night he gave me a friendship rose. It was so casual. <laughs> I know, but I was like, he did, like, you guys kissed, and he expressed, like, wanting to get to know her and feeling something, in, like, between them. So I'm like, maybe, I, I don't think it was a friend. I never got the sense that it was just a friendship, Rose. But, I didn't either. Yeah. Ra no, Rachel's but I, in I, her head. I, I think Rachel's in her head, and I also wonder, I also think Tanner just, like, didn't communicate well, because yeah. he also made out with Davia. <laughs> That's true. He also made out with Genevieve. Like, he was making out with everyone. So I could see Rachel being like, eh, these guys, they're all over the place. Like, eh. Yeah. And as she says later, like, he never pursued me before. So why would I think he wanted me now? Mm -hmm. Because he's just started pursuing you. <laughs> you figured Correct. it out. Correct. That's why out. you have to have conversations and ask people how they feel and believe them when they tell you. And Tyler basically advises Rachel to do just that. Wells is like, you have to have a good hard talk with Rachel and decide what you want. And this is when Rachel starts to admit that perhaps she's been a bit too cautious in paradise. 
and she doesn't want to do that anymore. So she goes to find Tanner again, who is moping on a lounge chair. (laughs) He's just by himself, just sipping his drink. Um, She tells him, though, she took his rose as just, like, do you want another chance next week? We're good friends. Let's see if we could find love here. And Tanner's like, no, that's not how I felt. Um, You know, he's seen everything through in paradise except his connection with Rachel. And he says, for this to work out, it would be with you and you only. And that's when Rachel all of a sudden is like, wait, I do want to try. I do want to give this a shot. It's like she just wanted him to say, I want you. Yeah. She says the last time she did this, which I think means the bachelorette, she had to go back afterwards and try to build friendships with the guys. But she wanted to do the opposite this time. Um, And she knows what it's like to, you know, go through all this even get to, you know, an engagement, a serious relationship and for it to fail. And she doesn't want that to happen again. And we have a clip of what Tanner tells her next. I think most people recognize that what you've been through is extremely hard. So even a year removed, you're still kind of like processing what happened. But I want you to know that I'm here for the right reasons and I'm here to, to leave with somebody and, and, and be in a relationship because I want that so bad. Like I think about it all day. Every day, even when I'm working, I'm at the gym. I'm like, ah, I just want to be with like person and just like go to dinner and like travel the world and do cool shit and start businesses and take over the world and then go home and watch Netflix. Like, That's I think the that's- most attractive thing I've heard on this beach. So true, Rachel. I made me swoon. Oh. I love Tanner so much. Also, most bachelor thing ever to be like, I just want to like travel the world and like watch Netflix and go to dinner and also start businesses. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part that got it for me. And then also the way that he started his heroic speech with this like extremely validating moment. I was like, validate me and tell me you want to travel with me. I am so in. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, Tanner, Tanner, hands raised. We, Do we, there are women out there who want Tanner, we all have a crush thing. on you now. <laughs> well done. You really yeah. Tanner is one of the only guys in the Bachelor Nation franchise that I'm like, ooh, I like Tanner. Same. He's he's sweet, down to earth. He and Blake seem like the two. And and I guess maybe Aaron B as well. You can just tell that they're a little more mature, a little older. Like it's like a calming energy. Like actually ready for like true partnership. Exactly. And after this conversation, Rachel is like ready to go in and try things with Tanner. She's like, I had a great date with Jordan, but Tanner keeps shocking me. And she says that this conversation they had is the most herself she's felt this entire time. And that's so sweet. I know. I feel like she said that with Brayden too, but you know, she's just really becoming herself more. Just, it's like rolling out the red carpet. That was the most herself she's felt at that point, but now it's a different point, Lee. (laughs) That's true. Although it could be the same point because she was in that black sports bra, as you pointed out. So all of this could just be about Tanner and and it was never about Brady. So true. So true. Oh, then we get a cute scene of everyone playing charades. And I have to say, Jess does an incredible impression of Kat. Jess kiss. Well done, baby Jess. You killed it. After this, Aaron B. pulls Eliza for a romantic chat. He is ready to DTR. He sets up a little date for the two of them. There's a dessert tray. There's flowers. 
And Aaron goes in right away for the speech. He's like, Eliza, you've changed my perspective on dating, what I want in a partner, what love looks like, and how I give it out. He wants to commit to her. He wants Eliza to be his girlfriend. She says yes, and they are both so giddy. We have a clip of some of what Eliza says. It's giving commitment. It's giving relationship. It's giving Aaron asked me to be his girlfriend. <laughs> Any, anyone that comes down? No, for me. Sorry, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> so cute. Two bacons, eggs. This is a, Bagels, a real butter. win for breakfast <laughs> enthusiasts. Such a win. No, they're very cute, and I'm happy for them. They've had, you know, their ups and downs, too. But I feel like by far strongest couple this season. Yeah, like I could actually see them being in a relationship for a long time. Mm -hmm. Her happiness is just radiant. Like, it makes me giddy to see her smile more than anyone on the beach. She really does. Like, you can tell she's truly happy. A true Disney princess IRL. She really is. My God. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, the rest of this episode. Can you keep up? I like love it. I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear. Mm-hmm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic. I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles. And I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing, uh, and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like, I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince. Ooh. But I also have gotten really into, like, their luggage and travel accessories. I just purchased an incredible like neoprene weekender bag and it is such high quality. The color is beautiful and I spent about half as much as I would have spent on a very similar product from a fancier brand name. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash LTSI. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. As they should, learning a language is so important. So if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel, the science-backed learning language app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks, which is kind of wild. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, aka so, so many days of waking up for an 8.30 class that I maybe didn't need to do at all. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Personally, I've been trying to brush up on some basic French because I am 
headed to go work from Paris for a few weeks. And it's been really helpful because my French is not good. But now I don't have to sound like such an idiot. (laughs) You can never sound like an idiot, but Babbel can definitely help. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we are back. And over at the bar, Wells is ragging on Brayden for being a dollar store Indiana Jones, which means that it's truth box time. We also learn that Brayden just pierced Tyler's ear. (laughs) And I was like, and the piercing looked a little high. Yeah. First of all, I would not trust Brayden to know where on the lobe is best to pierce. Second of all, like what, did he just pierce it with an earring? Was that sterilized? Like, how is this not on <laughs> camera, right? Like, where is this scene? This is what we want. We want to see Brayden piercing Tyler's I'm ear. concerned uh, that that piercing is going to get very infected. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever, it's time for Truth Box. And at first, there's just a couple joke posts about Peter shaving his legs, which is something we saw people joking about last episode and saying they were going to do. So I guess they followed through. And a nice note about how John, Henry, and Kat are going to go the distance. Kat is like, wow, now that there was something nice said about me, the truth box is actually a moral good. (laughs) Who would have known? Yeah. If it's not bad towards Kat, it's good for the universe. (laughs) (laughs) There is one particularly awkward note in there, though. Wells reads it and it says, Tyler, everyone knows that you're not that into Mercedes. You better come clean because she deserves the truth. And at the, oh, so awkward. At that time, Tyler and Mercedes both just kind of go like, oh, and laugh awkwardly. But afterwards, you can tell that Mercedes is very rattled by it because she says she wonders if Tyler just came in looking for a fun fling and to hang out with his bros. And she's like, I don't deserve to have someone drag me along. I feel bad for Mercedes. Me too. And it had to be someone who was like in her, like inner circle. Like one of her girlfriends had to put that or in Or production, there. who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? You're right. But Mercedes tells Avon and Kylie that she and Tyler have both been coasting. Avon suggests that Mercedes, you know, set some goalposts around the relationship and decide when to call it. He thinks she needs to push Tyler because of what he's been through. Which, of course, is, you know, last season he got burned by Brittany. They left together, but their relationship didn't last. Do you think this is um, real she, or do you think that this is Tyler's cop-out? Because he just isn't that. I think that, that's his cop-out. Yeah, because same. even if we remember, him and Brittany weren't together for long. Like, I remember they kind of got together maybe at this point of last season. Um, and they just seemed like they were just going to have fun. It didn't seem like it was going to be a serious thing that, like, broke Tyler to his core. I think he was really into her, but I also think it's been like a year. And I think that if he was really into someone, we've seen Tyler be really into people, mm-hmm. Rachel, Brittany, and he is all in. Mercedes, he barely seems to care if they like spend time together. Yeah. I feel like he just enjoys this is her. where Rachel would swoop in and be like, listen, I know you've been through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> He needs his friend. He needs Rachel. 
Mercedes kind of tries to bring this up to Tyler. And she's like, so I assume basically that all of this is because you just have your walls up because you got burned last year. And he's like, ah, a little bit. Yeah. Ah. And then he's like, but you know, I'm happy with you, Mercedes. You're beautiful. Yeah. Oh my God. Nothing else to say. <laughs> just you're beautiful. You're gorgeous. Mercedes tries to maintain the seriousness of the conversation and bring up the fact that they would have to do long distance. And Tyler is, again, kind of like lackadaisical about it. He says, you know, I've done long distance before. If it works out, awesome. If it doesn't, it doesn't. What did you think of this, Emily? This was not (laughs) promising at all. (laughs) Not at all. It wasn't an evaluation of the two of them doing long distance. It was an evaluation of the concept of long distance. Like, hey, sometimes long distance is okay. Sometimes it's not okay. And life goes on. And as someone who in that moment would have been looking for a little bit of reassurance, this one was a red flag oh, for me. I completely yes. agree. If I were if I were Mercedes, my heart would have just dropped in that moment because it is so not specific to her. And Mercedes is not a dummy. She reads the room and she is not reassured by this conversation. We have a clip of what she says. What the f- Try for me. Make me feel wanted. Make me feel seen. Make me feel all these things that a woman should feel in a relationship being pursued. This is so upsetting. I came here to find love. I want a relationship. I want to get married. I want to start a family. Like, I want I want it all. But now I feel like he's not on the same page as me. Oh, poor Mercedes. I'm like, Mercedes, uh, there's this guy named Tanner on the beach, and he wants all <laughs> of these things, too. Have you guys chatted? Also, I'm like, Mercedes... <laughs> Date literally anyone not on this show. <laughs> I think you're you're like 25. I swear to God, if you want these things, you will find them. I simply don't think Tyler is going to be the person to give them to her, unfortunately. Yeah. I feel like Avon thinks the same. Yeah. <laughs> he tells Jess that, you know, both people really have to put in effort to make long distance work. Uh, Jess doesn't know if Tyler's intentions are to leave with anybody. And Avon admits that even though Tyler is his, you know, BFF for life, he doesn't think that Tyler wants to do long distance. Um, And just feels like Tyler's handling his relationship with Mercedes like a friendship, which, yes, he is. Um, And Mercedes says, maybe he's just not my person. And I think so. And then I keep thinking back to Will. And I'm like, oh, Will and Mercedes had a good thing going. You know what? Sometimes you just go down to paradise and your person isn't there and that's okay. And that is dating. And this is why dating can be so frustrating because you're trying people on. You're hoping for a good fit. And sometimes there's just something that doesn't quite line up. And I think that is what is happening between Mercedes and Tyler. The next morning, a bikini-clad cat is just leading the men in a yoga class, telling them to breathe in, breathe out, balance, teeter, teeter for a second. (laughs) And Taylor, my God, this man, tells us that he's enjoying the views, not just of Kat, but, you know, the ocean. Thank you, (laughs) Taylor, for that gross, objectifying comment. Thank you. You've added so so much much to this show. Mm -hmm. Between this and the dancing... 
just check marks all around. It just cracks me up that it's exclusively the guys in yoga class. None of the ladies wanted to work on their flexibility or mobility that day. <laughs> yeah. It's almost as if this was set up for the shot. Hmm. Yeah. Who could say? So crazy. Who can say? But Taylor is out here hoping he gets a date card. And I'm going to say, buddy, you're going to keep waiting because a date card <laughs> arrives and it goes to Avon. But wait, not just Avon. Also, Peter. Kylie, it's a double it's date. It's a double date. And Kylie <laughs> and Sam are so ready to join their men on this date. I'm going to say that this is the episode in which Peter and Sam really won me over. They're yeah, just they're delightful. They don't really focus on them that much after, you know. But they're I mean, fun. Pete started off a little Pete-ish. And now he's really coming to his own with Sam. They seem to have a nice thing going. They head off on their double date, and it seems to be just like a party, like a dance party and a series of games run by Wells, who I guess is taking a break from the bar on the beach so that he can run the bar over at Vedanta. They all take shots. A DJ starts playing some tunes, and Peter and Sam immediately just like get into the dancing. Avon, however, takes a little bit of time to warm up. Yeah, Kylie's like, they're showing us up. They are. She's like, I honestly. love breaking it down with my friends, but like, this is not Avon's vibe. This is not his cup of tea. He's a cute little shy boy. <laughs> they also play a game that Wells calls Blind Besos, where they are blindfolded and have to touch the abs of a bunch of men and try to find their guy. This is a game that um, was played in a significantly more creepy way on the show Milf Manor. I, I don't recommend anyone watching it, but yes, it did involve women feeling up oh. the abs of young men trying to find their sons. Um, so that's all I could oh. think about during this mm. during this scene. Okay. <laughs> no sons here, just just boyfriends. Thank God. And thank God Sam and Kylie, they know their man's abs, so everything goes smoothly for them. Uh, next, though, not so smoothly for Avon, is the twerk-tastic showdown, where they have to come out, the boys come out in tiny floral underwear and twerk their little booties off. Peter is embracing it. He loves it. He's having a great time. Avon, not so much. Uh, he does go he for says, it eventually. Yeah, he does. He tries his best. But then he says, I'm going to get beat up when I get home. And I thought to myself, do men still do that? Like beat each other up if something goes bad? I was like, I'm I'm <laughs> verbally, verbally I'm assaulted. concerned with the men you're hanging out with. That they would yeah, like shame like, you for being in little... Slightly romantic, trying to, you know, give your woman, you know, something what she wants. Get I'm not entirely sure, Lee. Like slightly romantic on the twerking. <laughs> like, is yeah, that no, what you're getting? I from was this not experience? getting romance, but you know, he's putting himself out there. He's making a bit of a fool of himself, and I guess that's just what bros do to enforce the masculinity of their other bros. Is they beat the shit out of each other Facts. when they step out of line. Um, and yeah, I was concerned, and I I hope Avon and his bros dig into that a little bit when when he gets home. Peter and Sam sit down for a chat after things calm down, and Peter tells her, like, he's done exploring other options, and he's ready to commit to her for the rest of paradise. And Sam, Sam is down. She's ready to give this a shot. 
Avon and Kylie also chat about their relationship and agree that they want to make things work outside of paradise. He says he's really falling for her, and she says she's falling for him too. She also repeats again to the camera that she can see them getting engaged at the end of this. Just another hint. Back on the beach, Mercedes is showing off her (laughs) burping skills, and I just had to play a clip because we can't even replicate this. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> that was Mercedes. That was you? <laughs> that was you? Say my name. Say John Henry. Say John Henry? Yeah. John Henry. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh wow. That was a first. <laughs> like so not attractive. Or say, say, give me a kiss. No, Tyler kiss me is even more scarier. Do it. Tyler gives me. <laughs> I have no words. Just that's farm girl energy right there. That's Just, impressive. That's amazing. Congratulations to Mercedes. You really have some skills. After this, Jess and Blake are throwing the Frisbee over on the beach. And this is like the most I related to Jess because one of my personal worst qualities is that I deeply hate doing inconsequential things that I'm bad at. And I get very embarrassed about it. And this is what we saw with Jess, is that she has not an ounce of athletic ability. And she is, like, just deeply wants to stop tossing this Frisbee. This Frisbee. (laughs) She's like, please, no. And Blake's like, we're trying to get vulnerable here. Put in the effort. Go for it. And everybody, too, is watching, which has to be... That's the worst part. You can tell Jess is so embarrassed and self-conscious during this. She's a good sport, though, despite, you know, the embarrassed and self-conscious nature of it. Yeah, that's what everybody who's watching her from above is like, A for effort. (laughs) It's very, it's very cute. And she tells the camera, you know, things are going well with Blake. It's nice to feel wanted and pursued. She says that Blake makes her feel like she's the only girl in the room. She then tells him she's going to write a word in the sand that reminds her of him, And she writes eyes. And I'm going to say Blake seems underwhelmed with this answer. Yeah, he's like, that word? Me? Yeah? And she's like, yeah, I like your eyes. You're very telling with your eyes. You look at me and I know what you're saying. Oh, Jess. And then he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. That's nice. That's nice of you. My heart. It's rough. My heart. I just know you can see Blake is like really trying to get to that next level. And all of the things that Jess is saying that she loves about their relationship just aren't beyond. They're just not digging deep enough for him. I think it. Yeah, yeah. I think the relationship feels very surface. And I think that their age gap has a lot to do with this. Like, and she is, again, a young 24 But she's feeling good about their relationship right now. She says she knows Blake would make an amazing boyfriend and husband. She feels like she found her person. And he says he wakes up and goes to sleep thinking about her every day. But wait, someone is here (laughs) to fuck things up. And that person is former Bachelorette, as well as Blake's ex-fiance, Katie Thurston. She rolls. She's here. She rolls up to the top of the stairs in a pink bikini and jean shorts and tells Jesse Palmer that her heart is pounding because she hasn't spoken to Blake since their breakup, which was two years ago. And she's like, I'm nervous he might be on the beach. 
Jesse uh, yes. is like, yeah, he's going to be on the beach. <laughs> Jesse's like, well, he's here. <laughs> I love, I did make me wonder how they framed this opportunity to Katie. Like clearly they told her, we want you to come down and do a roast. But also it must've been hinted to her that like, maybe you'll have a conversation with Blake for closure as well. Yeah. Or maybe she thought like he could have gotten sent home by now. And she yeah. knew maybe he was there the first few weeks, but yeah. didn't think he'd be or wasn't sure if he'd still be there. (sighs) Everyone is talking about how high the vibes are when Katie walks in and the vibes immediately plummet. She's like, hello. I love when she comes in. Hello. How's it going? How's everyone doing? Katie's so awkward. (laughs) The most awkward. She really is. I feel like she was awkward on her own season too, but I I appreciate Katie a lot. But yeah, this was awkward. (laughs) No, same. I actually, I actually in, enjoyed her segment on this show. It felt, it actually felt consequential in a way that, like, it and, yeah, furthers real, the plot. real too. Like, yeah, we see Blake's eyes, and he is just panicking. Mercedes, babe, know your history. <laughs> she does not know who Katie Thurston is. Yeah, she's like, who Come is she? On. And he's like, my ex. Oh, who you were engaged <laughs> to? He's like, yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Blake is shocked. He Study was in up, love. Guys. Like, he was in love with Katie, and now she's here. He hasn't seen her in two years, and he says it's kind of the worst nightmare. Katie doesn't stand around for long. She's like, I'm just going to address the elephant in the room. Blake, do you want to go for a chat? And he obliges. Rachel comments that this is a bold move from Katie. Also, they're doing the thing that they did with Hannah and with Charity, where it's unclear why this bachelorette has come down to the beach. And so everyone is spending a lot of time being like, is she here to date? Is she here to lead something? Is she here to just like try to win Blake back? Like what is going on? Yeah. And we're all at home being like, she's not here to date. (laughs) She's here because producers were like, this is a great opportunity. (laughs) I feel like Rachel is the only one who was like, guys, no, she's not here to date. Like, yeah. Also, she was about to go film F-Boy Island when this was filming. So there was, yeah, no way. No time in her schedule, yeah. Yeah, she was already committed to a different show. So Jess is, of course, stressed watching Blake and Katie head down to the beach for a chat. But I found this conversation between Blake and Katie to be one of the realest things that we've seen on this season. And just like, kind of a great conversation between two mature people who once loved each other and it didn't work out. I felt the same way. It was really like you, I felt like I was spying on them or something. It felt super genuine and real. And you could see the connection they still have, like not just like the chemistry, but just the experience, like what they went through together and what they you know, went through after their breakup and how they haven't had a chance to have any closure or talk about it. I felt blessed to be able to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely of the mindset more often than not that when something ends, I'm like, let's take some space. And they took some real space, which considering how they got together in the first place isn't necessarily something that's easy. So the fact that they are back together in this place, we're getting to see this whole conversation plays that play out. 
oh, my heart just went out for both of them. And like the detail that they could both recall from something that was two years ago, but also feels just like yesterday. So specific about there were six voice notes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh my goodness. You could just tell that these are people that had a real relationship and also that went through a very public and pretty traumatic experience of that relationship together. We have a clip of a bit of their conversation. I, I, I actually remember all of them. There were six different voice notes all, and I remember them all very, pretty clearly. I could feel the emotion in those voice notes, but I was super also bitter in that moment. And so I didn't want to respond after things have happened. You were in a relationship. I wasn't overly excited about that. It was a bit of a dagger. I felt I was like, no, I'm not, oh, I don't owe her that. Like, I agree. I do. That's why I've never reached out since. That's why I've respected your boundaries, your peace, your space. I, I really don't even remember what I said in those voice memos, but if I didn't say it then, I'm saying it now. Like, I'm sorry that things went the way they did. Like, I really, like, if I could go back and redo it all, I would. Oh, my God, the maturity in that exchange. Just the her making sure to say, yeah, you didn't owe me a response. Yeah. But I'm glad we can talk about this now. Yeah, with that distance that you were talking about, Emily, with that ability to reflect and not be in that, like, super triggered emotional state that you are, like, when you're first processing a breakup. This is, like, key respond versus react. A hundred percent. So Katie, it it says again, you know, what we went through was real and he agrees. And you can see that Blake, as he's talking to Katie, it's not that the two of them want to get back together, but you can tell that they are both acknowledging like, this was real. This is what love felt like. I want to have that feeling again if I'm in another long-term relationship. And Jess is obviously feeling stressed while this is happening. She's like, you know, if there are any lingering feelings there, I can't compete with an Mm ex-fiance. But it's so interesting because I don't think it's about competition. No, this just, again, it just shows (laughs) Jess's age. You know, I don't think she's, I think she thinks she wants a marriage and an engagement and she's ready for that, but she's really not. She needs more time. I just want to tell Jess to be like, go out and like live your life, like enjoy your time being single and with yeah, your you're girlfriend good. and discover yourself a little bit more because sometimes the things she says, I'm just like, no, don't don't make yourself feel like that. You just need a little more personal growth, in my opinion. Katie and Blake also talk about his connection with Jess, which he's like, yeah, it's good. And Katie, trying to be very diplomatic, is like, oh, Jess, um... I remember her being, like, a a little... Is she younger? (laughs) He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's 24. And she says, you know, how's that going? And he says... He's very honest with her. He says, it's been interesting. It's been confusing. He thought he'd be able to navigate paradise way better because of what he had been through on The Bachelorette. But he actually hasn't found it to be easier. And Katie says that she didn't know what to expect being around Blake again but she admits that there is this energy, familiarity, comfort, and, like, good memories with him. And she's like, it's a lot to take in. Yeah. He also admits that 
it's hard for him to really think about them in that moment of being together because he remembers them at that time. And it just kind of throws him off to like put himself back in that emotional state too much. They're just both being very honest. Yes. And really candid too about like the bachelor experience, like the the whole thing you go through. And you always wonder what these couples feel like after the show and, and, and a breakup. And they're giving you kind of a glimpse into how that is for a couple who's it's trying like to a, navigate a all of that. a fever dream. Yeah. After being like, you know, you really, f- they really fell in love on the show and they tried to make it work. But we don't see like what kind of unfolds afterwards. And they gave us like a, a glimpse into that. She also brings up the fact that there were so many things stacked against them. You know, the distance, they were in different countries. This was also during COVID when they got together. So that was even harder, which they don't say explicitly, but like this reminded me of that. And she says, in the moments that we had, it was everything that I had hoped for. And I stayed true to those feelings even after the fact, even after other relationships. It's always been Blake. You've never been a default. Ah, I feel like this was her saying like, it was real. I wasn't just trying to skip from you to John, like, what we had was real and what we had was perfect for what it was. And I value you and I value our time together. Yeah. And you can kind of just see Blake just processing the fact that, like, oh, maybe I'm seeing the love that I had for this woman in front of me. I don't think I have love like that for the woman I'm dating on this beach. 100%. Meanwhile, Jess is starting to lose it. She says, like, she feels like an idiot here. Her whole journey has gone to shit. Nothing has gone the way that she thought it would. And this is what she has to say next. At this point, I thought I would be hopelessly in love. I have an engagement dress packed here. Like, this is not how I thought I would be at at this point. And it's like, I'm already hard on myself for that already. I just want to be in love and happy. Like, I'm not there yet. And it's like, I'm not, I don't want to give up because, like, I want that so bad. But, like, at what cost? Oh, Jess. I know, just, like, again, it breaks my heart seeing her be in this much pain. But also, just hearing the way that she's expressing this, it's so clear that she's not ready for it. Like, her focus is, I I need to be in love on this show, on this timeline. I packed an engagement dress. So why aren't things going the way that I wanted them to? Yeah. She doesn't even mention Blake's name in this whole part. I think it's just the idea of like, yes, I came here to for this and I didn't get it or I'm not getting it. And she, it's a little whiny, but like in, in the way it. of like, yeah, you get it. You get it. And you're also like, that's a lesson you have to learn mm-hmm. as you grow up and as you're dating, that you can only control what you can control and that so much about romantic relationships is out of your control. And it's very frustrating. But, like, an engagement dress can't will you into an engagement. Yeah. yeah. Extremely frustrating. A lot of, like, opportunity to learn from this. But in this moment, her emotions are just so high that she's in no place to step away with any of these lessons. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Blake admits to Katie that he wasn't sure how this conversation would go. And Katie agrees. But they agree that they're glad that they sat down. They're happy to see each other. And they give each other a nice hug to kind of close things out. Blake admits there's no manual on how to deal with an ex-fiance in this situation. But he thinks that Katie coming in has made him even more confused about where he stands with Jess. After their conversation, we do see an ITM in which a producer asks Katie if she still loves Blake. We have a clip. Still love him? Oh, don't ask that question. This has given me Gary of the Golden Bachelor, like bent over and nauseous. Poor Katie. This this broke my heart and also really endeared Katie to me, honestly. It was so relatable. Just that like, how do you answer that question when it's someone that was kind of a great love of yours in a sense? Well, you know, Um, I did notice that they were, uh, that she went and supported him at one of his events recently. Um, So maybe they're on good terms. So I think they might be on good terms, like some friend vibes. So shout out to Katie and Blake. Thank you for this lovely moment. We love that. Yeah, we really do. We we love a healthy breakup. We love healthy processing. We love to see the maturity. After Blake and Katie break apart, Avon, Kylie, Peter, and Sam get back from their date and find out that Katie Thurston has arrived. And they're all just like, well, why is she here? Why is she here? We find out very soon that Katie is actually there because she's hosting the first ever Bachelor in Paradise comedy roast. And she intros this roast so awkwardly, I <laughs> wanted to crawl out of my skin. <laughs> I know. And she's a stand-up comedian. So I was like, okay. Well, she's, it's, she, look, she's just at the she's, beginning of her career. She's starting out. Early on. I feel like after the Blake conversation, her nerves were just, you know. Yeah, a real, like, tonal shift. <laughs> yeah. I love the live, laugh, love your way and extend your 15 minutes of fame. I enjoyed that, but I think no one else did. They no, were all they were like, like offended. <laughs> they also didn't know that she was like making jokes. Yeah, no, they didn't seem to realize she was joking. It felt like she was they like, were looking laugh. for permission from Blake to be like, is it okay if we act normal in this moment? Or yeah, can we laugh? Is, is that all right, Blake? Is that safe? <laughs> Rachel, though, is just very anxious about the fact that they're doing a roast. I had completely forgotten that there was a roast on Clayton, Clayton season. season. Yeah. No memory, just full memory hold that. But apparently they went after Rachel and she's, yeah, has little She still remembers the exact lines that were said. (laughs) She's very relatable to me. And I'm going to say that some people seem perhaps a little too excited about the fact that they now have permission to be mean to everyone else on the beach. Especially the men. The men are really just like, Go for it. Get in there. Like, they're like, get vicious. Let's do it. Olivia Olivia. is like, this is my time to shine. Like, I talk about everyone behind their backs. Now I'm going to say it to their faces. (laughs) 
The roast begins, and Katie goes first. And I will say, I enjoyed this intro better than the the intro she gave uh, to the rest of the cast. She takes aim at Jesse, and she's like, the host, who is paid the most to do the least. And he's agreed. like, agreed. <laughs> he's like, fair. And, she, and then she describes Wells as a man who is as bitter as his drinks. I was like, <laughs> also fair. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you could have gone deeper with Wells, but... She makes a couple other jokes, one about John Henry, and then she makes the following joke, which, frankly, I thought was pretty funny. It's no surprise Jess's name is Baby Jess. Blake used to make me call him Daddy. Oh! <laughs> Wells is dying. dying yeah. Wells is, like, tearing up, cracking up at this joke. And I was like, you know what, Katie? Well that was played. good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> I wanted to see Blake's reaction, though. They just showed Jess's, but... Yeah, they were very intent during this whole scene to, to let us know that Kat and Jess are not doing well. Yeah, no. They got a lot of digs their way. And Rachel, poor Rachel. Avon and Jordan have this little set where they make fun of her vocal fry, and they're like, truly, truly, truly... And it I was thought like, that was actually funny. It was but funny. Then it gets worse. It got less yeah. funny. Uh, John Henry's like, wait, Olivia, you're still here? Uh, Mercedes says, Michael spends a lot of time on the water, but still struggles to get a girl bleep, which... <laughs> I like know. that they bleeped the word wet. <laughs> wet? Too racy for TV. Reminder, Michael is a boat captain. So that is what that joke is about. And even Michael has to admit, that was a good one. Jordan goes after Brayden. <laughs> also, Tanner just being so outspoken about ruining Cat's uh, birthday. Yeah, that was good. Oh, my God. That was great. Cringe. Yeah. You were a little bit like, <laughs> I mean, they were all, the men were like, I'm really going for the jugular with every failed relationship. Jordan makes what I think is actually <laughs> a great joke about Brayden, um, who has a promising, having a promising future as the manager of Claire's. <laughs> Accessories galore. Aaron says John Henry's welding must make him colorblind because he can't tell a red flag from a homie hopper. You're wrong, says Kat. You're wrong. She didn't like that. Um, and then Sam Sam pops in. She's like, Michelle Obama said, when they go low, you go lower. Her Chiron just says, that's not <laughs> what she said. <laughs> Tanner also makes a joke about Cat being unable to move her face from all the Botox. And I was yeah. like, eh, I don't love that I liked how one. she came back, though. She says, well, it must A be lit. good Botox then. <laughs> she stood up for herself. Yeah, honestly, if that's the, the biggest burn. Olivia makes a dig at Kylie and Cat for stealing her men. And Taylor, okay, Tyler then makes a joke about Mercedes. Which we can't figure out. I, my guess is he says Mercedes thinks she's a Mercedes, but she's more like a bleep, but it was so quick and we can't figure it out. I'm thinking it's something like, because she grew up on a farm, like, oh, I don't want to say like a, like a, I don't know, like a backhoe or a tractor or a, you know what I'm saying? That's the only thing I could think of that would be so yeah, offensive. Merce- thinks she's a Mercedes, but she's a hoe? Like, is that what? Because it was really oh. quick. So that's what I don't I, know. It was really yeah. quick. It was definitely a one-syllable jab. For people out there, if you're into, if you <laughs> can read lips, Lip read. <laughs> please send in comments and ideas. But that's the one I 
thought of. I think that's a good thought, Lee. You, I think you might be right. Because I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? I don't understand. Aaron also makes a joke about how Tyler is more committed to his new ear piercing than he is to Mercedes. And then we get a series of jokes about Jess and Blake's age gap. We have a clip. Baby Jess, I know it's been a while since you've had a date, but maybe if you took that pacifier out of mouth, you could start kissing with some tongue. Ah! Oh, the reason Blake doesn't open his mouth is because the last two times he did with grown women, they sent his ass here to date a child. <laughs> yeah, Blake, I just actually heard that the same year that you got engaged to Katie was actually the same year Jess was born. I had no idea. <laughs> God, poor Jess. Oh, it's rough for Jess. Rachel also gets a bunch of heat. Olivia makes a joke about how Katie had the most boring season of Bachelorette, but at least she knew when to call it quits and start a new job. Aaron makes a joke about how Rachel's vibe is giving lost because she's a pilot, had 33 men on her flight, crash landed on Paradise, and still can't find a man. And I think this one is what cuts her the deepest. Tanner, who is apparently actively pursuing her, says everyone was hoping the ex-bachelorette on the beach would be Gabby, but they got Rachel instead. Yeah, that was I don't, low. Oh, it was low. I don't think that any of these people meant, like, meant to hurt her, but I think that this that's, like, Rachel's biggest anxiety, and that is something that she heard from so many people during yeah. their season. And I think also, that that just really Also, it came from Tanner, the guy she's, like— Starting to date right. now. Why? Just skip that, buddy. Just like, what made you think that was a good idea to burn the person that you're trying to pursue? Um, bad decision. Bad, bad idea. The next day, everyone is still bitter about the roast. Well, mostly the women. We learn basically that all of the girls are just like furious and... Rachel suggests that maybe they should just give out zero roses yeah. and I'll stay another I love week. cats. Like, the beach is on fire from this roast. It's cooked to well done. <laughs> Everybody is spiraling. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The vibes aren't good. There's only about three, the vibes three are couples so who bad. are pretty solid. Avon and Kylie, Sam and Peter, and Eliza and Aaron. And Olivia said everybody else is just kind of like, it's up in the air. We don't know what's going to happen. How the tables have turned since the beginning (laughs) of the episode. I know. When Kat's like, there are seven couples. Everyone's going great. This is about the time in the season when things start to fall apart because people start panicking at the idea that they might actually have to date Or like get engaged. If they're dating on the beach. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're like, fuck no. As Brayden puts it, people are falling apart like a $2 (laughs) watch out here. So the sun sets and it's time for the cocktail party. And... Jess is ready to move forward with Blake. She's like, our relationship is my priority. He's so mature. He's attentive. He makes me feel like I'm the only girl in the room. She just feels so lucky to have that in a partner. And she's ready to have some fun and some romance tonight, which means that none of that will happen. (laughs) The women have the roses at this rose ceremony, and there are eight of them, which means that three men will be going home. The men all meet the women at the Rose Palapa, as does Jesse Palmer, And he brings up Katie's surprise arrival and asks Blake how it was seeing her. And Blake says, you know, it brought back some weird memories, but it gave him the closure that they both needed. He also tells the camera that seeing Katie reminded him that he knows what that love feeling feels like. He knows he'll be getting the rose from Jess tonight, but he needs to talk to her before he can even 
think about accepting it. Mm. He doesn't feel like they're aligning. Yeah, not good vibes between these two. Blake, you know, pulls Jess for a chat. She's really nervous. She's like, you're scaring me. She keeps saying that as they walk down the beach, Rachel thinks Blake and Jess need to either commit or call it off. And we have a clip of how their conversation begins. Okay, how are you? Not so good, I guess. Like, I'm very confused. I spent way less time with Katie, but still understood the love that I had for her in that time. And I've spent so much more time with Jess, and I just should have felt it by now. I feel like I've had a real taste of what love is here, and I feel like we're not getting there at all. Well, it's honest. And that is also where we end the episode. In two weeks, Paradise is back, and everyone's relationships are falling apart. From the preview, honestly, it seems like multiple people might self-eliminate at the rose ceremony. Yeah, I'm getting those those vibes. What are your thoughts? Any, pr- yeah, final any predictions, thoughts, Emily? Emily? <laughs> oh, man. I think Blake and Jess are definitely done, uh, for better or for worse. Uh, outside of that, uh, they showed, uh, who was it running up the stairs? Uh, Kylie, Kylie. And then Kylie. also showed, Rachel was crying. Okay. They showed Kylie running up the stairs. I don't think that has anything to do with her relationship. I think she's chasing after somebody else. Mm-hmm. So Mercedes, I think Kylie's maybe? all Jess, Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Outside of that, I don't know. I mean, I think that Rachel and Tanner aren't going to go anywhere. I think that Rachel might self-eliminate after the vibe she left that roast with. Uh, that's my big Same. prediction. Yeah. I agree with everything you oh. just said. <laughs> Incredible predictions, Thank Emily. you. Thank you. What Do you have any more? <laughs> Those are my main predictions yeah. that Blake, oh, wow. Blake, and, uh, Blake and Rachel are going to exit, yeah. I think. And then maybe Jess. I think Mercedes and Tyler are definitely going to break up at some point. I don't know if it'll be next episode. And I think that Avon and Kylie will not get engaged just because they've been telling us so hard they're gonna that they're going to get engaged. Yeah. I think it's just Aaron and Eliza at this point who might be our engagement people. And maybe Kat and John Henry. Like, oh. oh, God. But yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't care, though, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry. Emily, thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell the people where they can find you and all of your great work? Sure. Thanks so much for having me. This was such a nice... Uh, change for me to chat about love and relationships instead of all my normal stuff. I am over on Insta at Emily Abadi. You can find Hurdle, my podcast, where I chat with everyone from elite athletes to industry CEOs and experts about their highest highs and toughest moments. Wherever you find your podcast, wherever you listen to this podcast, and also over on Instagram at Hurdle Podcast. Thank you, Emily. I love seeing you. Thanks, Emily. And now it's time for Love to See It, Hate to See It. Let's start with Love to See It. We love to see Olivia getting another chance at love with Michael, a man so hot that his name simply could not stay in her head. Just She was too distracted by his dimples. Yeah, dimples only, no names needed. Uh, we also love to see Tanner, who just wants to be with this person and come home and watch Netflix. This was like the ultimate swoon. Tanner won so many brownie points for me. <laughs> Oh my God, 
Agreed. Agreed. Nothing hotter than a man who's like, I just want to watch Netflix with you, baby. Yeah, and you know he's got the red wine ready, too. I'm ignoring the business part. (laughs) (laughs) No work. Yeah, I don't want to work. We also love to see Aaron and Eliza making it official, really rooting for these two crazy kids. So cute. And we also love all our Chirons of every week. This week, we got the Elaine Bennis School of Dance from Avon. That's not what... A little Seinfeld deep cut. I love it. That's not what she said. Uh, Re Michelle Obama, we go low, you go lower. Uh, Not an actual baby is Jess. And loves roasts, hate roasts was a lot of people. (laughs) I think Olivia loved roasts and Rachel hates roasts. But they're just really having fun with those Chirons. We also love to see Jess's complete lack of athletic skills and her frustration as a result, because that is simply deeply relatable to me personally. And I just want to thank Jess for that important representation. Yes, and she shouldn't be so down on herself, as we remember her chasing that paradise dog around the beach. She's got it in her. That's true. She's got it in her. That's some lung capacity. We also loved, love, love to see Blake and Katie have such a mature adult conversation about their relationship, about their breakup, about their, you know, bond now after going through what they did. I love these two. And I really hope they are friends nowadays because this was a beautiful thing to see. Me too. It was just such a special conversation to allow all of us in for. um, And I just really commend both of them. Finally, I'm sorry, but I love to see Katie's actually funny joke about Blake and Jess's age difference. It was good. Yeah. It was it was roast appropriate. It's giving daddy. And now it's time for Hate to See It. We hate to see that Avon's favorite name for his future daughter is Heaven only because his name is contained in that name. I don't even... I, I think I'm just going to not say anything else. <laughs> We hate to see sweet Tanner panicking about being single amidst a sea of married friends with kids. It's it's okay, Tanner. You will find your person who will watch Netflix with you and go on adventures and work. (laughs) It's going to be great. You're fine. You're fine, Tanner. We also hate to see some people's feelings being truly hurt during the Bachelor in Paradise roast, like Rachel... Kat, Jess, Mercedes, like, oh, I, I too am a sensitive little flower and it would be very hard to hear people roast you and just be wondering, like, how much truth is behind these sharp jokes. Yeah, I would be unwell if I was one yeah. of these people. Um, we also hated to see Tyler's fuckboy heel turn. Like, what was that? You know, we, I, don't know. I, I didn't see that coming, really. Maybe a little bit with his relationship with Mercedes, but... Man, Tyler. Yeah, like, I don't fault him for not being that into Mercedes, but I also don't think he's being super honest with her about how much he does not want to do long distance and probably doesn't see himself with her after this. And finally, we hate to see Avon thinking that he's going to get beat up for twerking on TV and being goofy in the name of love. I, I simply want better for the men and boys in this so do I. And, you know, when I mentioned the romance, I was just saying he's doing it to to show Kylie he's got it in him. He's got it. He can be goofy. He can dance. Don't go beat him up. Uh, God, just masculinity is so broken. 
And on that note, that is it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Lee. Our very last with Lee. Lee, you will be so missed. I love you so oh, much. I forgot. <laughs> I love you too so much, Emma. Thank you for this experience. Oh, and I'm going to see you. Me like, too. I'm so sad. Frequently. <laughs> Thanks, of course, to our guest, Emily Abadi. Love to See It is produced by us, Emma Gray, Lee Blickley, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Matarana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please remember to follow us, rate us five stars, and leave us a review. And of course, tell all of your friends about Love to See It. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at Love to See It Pod and Instagram at claireandemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm also on social media at Emily Rose. Yeah, and since I won't be here, please follow me. I'm at Lee BZ, that's L-E-E-B-Z-E-E. And we'll be off the rest of the week for Thanksgiving, but I hope to come back soon as a guest. Absolutely, 100%. The door is open for you anytime. Thank you. Love you, listeners. Bye. Can you keep up? I like love it. Stitcher. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.